Bears Nation. Bears Nation. Start with the past. There's nothing you can do to change it. So throw it out. Take out the trash. The trash is anything that is keeping you from the only thing that matters. See you in the Super Bowl. It's Bears Nation Podcast. I don't want them to gain another yard. Backdoor by Mac. You blitz all night. Mac will take it all the way in for a touchdown. It's time for the Bears Nation Podcast with your hosts, Kevin Lapka. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. And Jake Hassan. What I'd really like to do is put the greatness of this man in perspective. Phenomenally good. Okay, guys, show us what you got. Bears Nation Podcast. It is... March 23rd, it is Wednesday, it has been a while since myself and Kevin Lapka have been back hosting together, Kevin's wearing a Dodgers hat, which for some reason he thinks is going to get him cancelled, I don't know, it's weird, wear whatever you want, who cares, it's a Bears podcast, nobody cares about what baseball team you like, or what hat you wear, it's a hat, who cares, anyway, Bears Nation podcast, been a while, lots to talk about today, signings, trades, cuts, things of that nature, we'll get into it, Kevin Lapka, how we doing? Yeah, man. Let let let's let's talk it. The 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 moves have been subtle, and well, aside from <laughs> the trade of Khalil Mack, everything I mean, else has been well, cuts. like. There's been some cuts. There's, there's been a failed some cuts, physical. We're not talking about anything groundbreaking here. Nothing's breaking the internet. Again, aside from the Khalil Mack trade, so but we're gonna break it down. We'll grade it. We'll we'll have some fun. It's good to be back uh, uh, with Jake as usual. So let's do it. Yeah. So we'll start there. We'll start with free agency that opened a couple weeks ago. Uh, We will get into Kevin attending Ohio State's Pro Day and talking to Chris Olave, but we will start with the guys that are already in the pros, and we'll start with free agency. Uh, The Bears, the big move, there was supposed to be, admittedly, there was supposed to be a big move, not groundbreaking, but it was a big move. It was a multi-year contract for a lot of money. (laughs) Uh, Defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi was supposed to be a three-year deal, tens of millions of dollars, came from the... Uh, Super Bowl appearing Cincinnati Bengals and failed his physical. I think it was ankle, ankle or foot, right? Foot. Something like that. Foot. Yeah, it was foot injury because uh, he injured himself uh, earlier in the postseason, I think, right? It was in the Raiders game. Yeah. And, yeah. He, you know, he was coming off a career year. Looked like a piece that the Bears could have used, uh, especially to anchor the new transition into Matt Eberflus's defense. But fails his physical. Ends up not signing. The Bears decide to part ways with him. Uh, wasn't a great start to the Ryan Poles era. A lot of people were cooking Ryan Poles on social media, especially Twitter, about that one. Uh, but it's not like he decided to sign the guy. He said, you know what? We're not going to take that risk. Uh, you know, you failed the physical. We'll go elsewhere, and we'll get into uh, who ended up taking that spot. But, I mean, Kevin, your thoughts initially on this signing and then failed physical and then not signing of Larry Ogunjobi. Well, it's not Ryan Poles' fault he failed the physical. Like, sure. I see people on Twitter who are like, what is he doing? Like, fire, like there are people calling for his head. Like, for, for that and for just the lack of moves that have been made, it's not his fault that he failed the physical. You, you thought the guy would be healthy. He takes the physical, and then you take the And that's why you do the action. physical in the first exactly. place. That's why you do it. So, I mean, and, like, this wasn't – I wasn't 
out of my jumping for joy for Larry Ogunjobi. Like it was a solid depth. It wasn't depth signing. He'd be a starter. He was a solid piece, but I'm not going to lose my mind over the fact that they're not signing him because he failed a physical. Like if anything, all right, you know, let's move on. Let's go find other players to bring into the room. And they've done that, but it, it, it is unfortunate. He, he was a piece who I thought was exactly what they wanted in the Bears defense. He was nasty. All he right. was tough. He fit that Matt Eberflus type player. Um, but that, that identity of toughness, quick, fast, you know, really gritty has been displayed in almost all of the free agents that they have gotten. So I'm not going to overreact to the fact that this guy failed the physical. He's it, It's done with. Let's not talk about it too much. Let's move on. There's different guys you have to bring in the building. And quite frankly, I know we're like two weeks into free agency now. And the Bears fans are underwhelmed. There are still guys who are out there, but I'm not upset with the pieces they have gotten. But I know there are Bears fans who are waiting to see the bigger names that they recognize on the screen, on their Twitter feed from Adam Schefter each day. You might just have to wait on it. Sometimes that's how it goes. And there's guys I think they could have been in the market for that they weren't really in the market for, which kind of surprised me. But I'm not going to get too reactionary right now about it. Well, you have to remember that Ryan Poles said, we're not going to take these big swings in the first wave of free agency. And then we were surprised true. because the Larry Ogunjobi signing was announced on the first, like the minute that free agency official. I mean, really, if you want to call the tamper, the two day tampering period, the opening <laughs> of free agency, because that's when deals get announced. Anyway, you get the Schefter tweets on right. that Monday anyway. Um, and that's when it was announced basically right away when the tampering period opened. Um, it was like, oh, the Bears are going to plan to sign this guy. And everyone was surprised because polls had been saying, all right, we're going to wait till that second, third wave. And right. he had come out of the gate firing with a three-year contract on a guy that you were expecting. And that was called a good signing around the league. And it, and then instead you don't sign him. Um, and you instead get Justin Jones from the Chargers. You sign him away on a two-year deal, which is fine. Um, not as productive a player, but also was graded as a um, kind of claimed or pro- proclaimed, I guess, a move that, the bit was good for the bears and a guy who's younger. And if he stays healthy uh, can fit that same type of mold, but underwhelming, I think let, let's to circle back to that. Yeah. I mean, bears fans obviously are, <laughs> they always want more. Oh, bears fans typically want more and more and more. And they always want more activity. Always, um, and always. especially because there's a lot of bears fans that don't, they know that we're staring down a year. That's probably going to be a 500 year. If that, uh, and, and it's kind of a retool year at best, if not staring down the barrel of a full on rebuild. And a lot of people don't like that, especially with Justin Fields on his rookie contract. And you kind of figure you got to take advantage of that when you can. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, nobody's getting excited by <laughs> Equimonia St. Brown or uh, Equinemius or Equinemius. I think Equimonious, it's Equinemius, whatever. Equinemius. Saint- you get the point. Whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's right. going to have like Dozier. And there's people who are up in arms. Like Kevin said, there's a lot of guys to still come. And to be fair, I do like some of the signings that the Bears did make. And starting with one of those that just popped on the screen, Byron Pringle. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a guy a who you bring from Kansas City, had his best year of his career last year in Kansas City. Now, obviously, going from Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid to the unproven Justin Fields and Matt Eberflus. Not as great, but Byron Pingle is young. He has shown traits of being a good wide receiver. He's probably not a number one. Darnell Mooney's probably not a number one. Most likely you have two really good number twos. Mm-hmm. And and maybe they can take a jump forward to be a number one. One or both of them. Who knows? Um, but, you know, Byron Pringle is at least a name that people recognize. 
Yeah, I, I mean, he had 598 yards and five touchdowns last year. Like, he's he's been a solid player. But let me tell you, before we break down each of these players, let me just kind of tell you what I think is going through the mind of Ryan Poles and Ian Cummingham and the Bears brass about how they're approaching free agency. Like, in the past, if you think about the Bears free agency of, like, past years, like, I'm talking about, like, even before Pace. Like, it felt like they would grab, like, a big-name player who was 33 – who's years past their prime and has their worst years ahead of them. And that's why I'm, I'm looking at this approach from the Bears, and I'm thinking, okay, every one of these guys that you have signed are under 20 or under 30, all right? They're all 25, 26, 28. For the most part, yeah. Like, they're all under 30. And what really good teams do is they get younger players who have their best years ahead of them, and they develop those players and turn them into something more valuable than they are. Like, you are – looking forward instead of looking backwards by getting younger players who maybe don't have the same accolades and the same stats as certain veteran players who are recognizable names. But in three years, Lucas Patrick will be a recognizable name. In three years, Nicholas Morrow might be a more recognizable name instead of someone who's extremely recognizable. But in three years, they're out of the league. And I feel like you know, this was the case last year. The Bears, I did the Bears have the oldest roster in the NFL last year or near the oldest? Was, I mean, it, it was, was damn near. close. Yeah. It was near. And like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, guys like Jimmy Graham, you know, uh, Akeem Hicks fit that mold as far as, you know, what it was this year. Like, they would go out and, you know, a, a name that pops in to my mind from like a while ago is like Jared Allen, right? Like, like that's mm-hmm. just the type of things that they were doing. They were going after older players who have done it before, but have nothing else like are not going to get better with the team and when you think about the identity of ryan poles and this and matt eberflus was we want to build for the through the draft it's the like obviously not every player on your roster is going to be a player you drafted but you want younger players who are you who are who you are going to be able to develop over time and who you hope to be here for more than just one year if it is just a one-year contract because you develop them they plan a one-year contract and they get better that's the hope so i do I do like I I do feel underwhelmed to an extent. Like, how can you not? Right? Like, you you look at the names that have gone by, and you're like, man, like, did the Bears even put up an offer for Juju Smith-Schuster? Like, I, I know that's not you know people have mixed opinions on him, but you know you have to support Justin Fields and put a support staff there uh, in one way or another. But also the way I'm looking at this, like I just detailed, is I don't mind their approach as far as younger players, faster players, players who fit the identity of the team. Those things don't bother me, but I still think you can find those players and find players who have recognizable names. Like you can do both, and they haven't quite done that yet. Sure. And to be fair, the Bears were in the market for Robert Woods when he ended up going to Tennessee. Is that confirmed? Were they? He was, yeah, it was like the Bear, it was the Bears. I want to say the Eagles, the Titans, obviously, because they ended up with them, and a couple other teams were involved, and they had called the Rams about Robert Woods, and his preference was to go to Tennessee or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's not that they haven't been doing work. Now, the frustrating part is a lot of offensive linemen are coming off the board now, and that's what is more frustrating to Bears fans because you have these unknown quantities in Larry Borum and Tevin Jenkins, and you let James Daniels walk to Pittsburgh. That's not... The yep. best, um, but you sign Lucas Patrick, who is going to be your center. He comes from Green Bay, so he knows Luke Getze. That is very helpful, obviously. He knows the offense. He knows the cues, and he's early. You know, you don't have to just throw him in there uh, in the middle of this training camp that comes up in a week right. or two um, right. for that teams with first-time coaches get. So that's helpful as well. Now, 
that probably means you see Cody Whitehair move back to guard. Arguable of if that's his best position or not. We'll see what happens there. But you need a couple more offensive linemen, and I think there's been a lot of Bears targets that, quote-unquote, that Bears fans have wanted to see them go after that have come off the board. And you're kind of wondering, okay, well, you know, time to get a move on because the names you want are coming off the board. Like you said, Kevin, I still think there's time for them to do something. It's, I think it shows that they believe in their evaluations, Ryan Poles and Matthew mm-hmm. Blues, that there's something there with Jenkins and Borum. I, I would absolutely agree. I mean, like, I don't think this is a staff that's going to be like, hey, Jason Peters one week before the season. Like, I think they do believe in these younger players. And you could argue, you could argue that Lucas Patrick, that signing filled the biggest hole on the team. I mean, obviously yeah. our, our comments here have, have their opinions on that. I mean, he is going to play center for the Chicago Bears. And that was one of the weakest links on the team. Uh, that and cornerback, you could go back and forth. And they fulfilled that. And I th- I really, like, look, again. Well, I wouldn't say about- fulfilled. Why? I, I st- because you still need bodies. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Sure. I'm just saying at that specific position. That's specific. Oh, oh at, position. Center. at center. At center specifically. Like you're okay. you're good. You're okay. good at center. You're 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 straight away. And honestly, like I'll go as far as to say, I think that Lucas Patrick signing is by far the best of free agency. I mean, I really do. I think he is a very very underrated player. He was the third highest rated center on Pro Football Focus this past year. He is a violent player. And again, you you talk about Ryan Poles and his background as an offensive lineman and what he said the moment that he got. Uh, in Chicago is he, like, we need more fight from our players. We need more, mm-hmm. and specifically from that position group. And that led everybody to that one moment uh, of Tevin Jenkins when right. he started going back and forth with the Minnesota Vikings players after they hit Justin Fields out of bounds on Monday Night Football. You're getting a similar type player in Lucas Patrick. And you are, you are building an offensive line that is nasty, that is relentless, and that is violent. And that's why, again, like you can have your gripes and your critiques of this free agency. What you can say about each player is they have fit the identity that – that polls and Eberflus have detailed. And if anything, that's what you want. Like that is exactly what you want because it's beneficial to both the player and the coach. The coach will be more willing to work with the player because they fit their system and they fit their identity. And the player will be more willing to work with the coach because they know that they, they have the same mentality towards the game. So I think Lucas Patrick is a very, very underrated signing. He's 28 years old. I think he has the potential to be a very, very good. I think he could be a pro bowl center. I do. I think like watching his tape, I, I think there is potential there. So I think that's the best signing of free agency. Let's go. Uh, we talked a little about Byron Pringle. I want let's go back to Byron Pringle again, because I do. So the question I have for you before we detail on Byron Pringle is what do you expect them to do now? Do you expect them to grab uh, another like fringe wide receiver one, whether that be like a Julio Jones, who's now available, something yeah. like that. Or do they just bank on trying to get a, a, David Bell, a, you know, Pickens from the draft, a Chris Olave somehow, some way. What's the approach now with the wide receiver room? Because that is the pressing question for Bears fans. Yeah, I think it shows that they're looking, that the draft is really going to show that that's where they're going to look for their kind of guy to be the future number one at wide receiver. Byron Pingrel, I said earlier, yeah, he's a, a great, you hope he has upside and you hope that he can turn into a high-end number two. Um, Equinomia St. Brown, he's a fringe guy. He's really nothing there for you. Um, and then you have Darnell Mooney and you have Daz Newsome. And Daz Newsome is an unknown quantity. Uh, Completely Darnell unknown. Mooney took a huge leap forward and you hope that he can be a quality number one for you next year. So it, it shows to me that they're going to try and do something, whether that's a Pickens or an Olave, and we'll get to that, uh, to be their future number one, we'll see. 
but I don't think like Julio Jones, I don't want any part of, I mean, I, I don't, because he's washed. I mean, he can't stay healthy. Yeah, that's true. When was the last time he played 10 games? You know, like it's a long time. You can't count on him. Why, why spend 15 million on a one year of Julio Jones? When you I don't think he would, he, he knows that theoretically he's not worth that much, you anymore, know, I mean, sure. someone, someone who's desperate will throw that money at him. So, I mean, if you want to chase Odell Beckham Jr., fine. I would love If you that. want it, like, yeah. And, I mean, maybe that works, but he's already stated his desire to go to Cleveland. He's tweeting about other teams. So. No, he is not going to Cleveland. He, he said he'd want to go back. To, did you not see that? No. He said he now not. Cleveland with Deshaun Watson, that he'd want to go. He would be open to going uh, back. Also, Julio Jones played 10 games last year. And, honestly, the Rams probably would love to have him back. I'm sure he, he should. Was, he tweeted about someone else, too. Like, oh, they're building something over. I don't know. But regardless, so if you want to chase one of these guys, sure. I think it's probably going to come down to the draft and maybe you see them sign some other kind of fringe guy. Um, Jarvis Landry, didn't he sign somewhere else already? I don't know. Not yet. No, but I mean, yeah, maybe Jarvis Landry. I don't know, but I don't think it's going to be anything that makes you go like, wow. Like I think Ryan Poles has been, unless someone falls, unless like it takes a long time and someone's price is dropping and maybe Ryan Poles says, okay, here's an opportunity where we can get somewhere, someone at a lower price than we thought then. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I am expect there's a lot of holes on this roster. You need a I lot know, of warm bodies are. on this roster. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of spots that need to be filled. So and, it, like you, you have a lot of money that you've got to throw around at a lot of different spots. And that's why, like, I'm, I'm sitting here saying, like, I really like the approach of these young, talented players. But at some point, you you just have to fill, like, you just have to fill position groups with bodies. And, like, right. I wouldn't and, – and, and when it comes to the wide receiver position, specifically the situation that the Bears are in, when you have a rookie quarterback, I'm totally fine with going after that 33-year-old receiver who's going to be a, a safety blanket for – for Justin Fields, a guy who knows the game, a guy who's going to run his routes correctly, a guy who's going to be a leader for like I'm fine with that. Like I I like the idea overall, comprehensively of going after the younger players. But if you have to, if there's one position group where you should do it, it's that wide receiver position group because you have a rookie quarterback. First of all, you just need bodies there, and I think having a veteran presence, a guy who is you know uh, just a disciple of the game, who knows what he's doing, who's going to be a, a support system for Justin Fields is really, really important. And that's why, like, when you look at the free agent wide receivers that are still available, you think about an AJ Green, a Ty Hilton, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Muhammad Sanu, Julio Jones, like Jarvis Landry. Those are guys that exactly fit that mold. You know, so I think I wouldn't be surprised if you know. Either because a lot of those guys, quite frankly, like if they haven't gotten signed yet, they might not get signed for another few months. Like that's right. just that's just how it happens. Like I wouldn't be surprised if, hey, let's test our luck in the draft. All right. If we get Olave, we run with that receiving core. If we don't, you know, we get we still get a receiver in rounds two or three. And then we go after, you know, a Jarvis or a Julio Jones with if you're going after them in May or June at that point are probably going to be playing for less than three million dollars. Like. You can do that, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. So they need because they need another piece, and I think it has to be a rookie and something else. Like it can't just be a rookie. It has to be a rookie and another free agent signing. So I would expect the Bears to at one point or another pick up one other receiver. And if I had to guess, it will be a veteran presence. And you know, that was the approach, right? To offseason was we are going to do everything we can to put Justin Fields in the best position possible. And how have they really done that so far? I mean, they've gotten Lucas Patrick, but outside of that, like Byron Pringle is a good piece, but in more, 
more. You need more. And I think, I really think that they are going to be, or I hope they're going to be, and they should be active in finding another offensive lineman who's available or one of those veteran wide receivers. So I guess it's just a waiting game now. You know, we're, we're, we're past that initial rush of free agency where right. signings are happening every day. This could happen tomorrow. It could happen in the next three months. We just don't know. But it needs to happen, in my opinion. What, what about Sammy Watkins? Sure. I mean, uh, Sammy Watkins is, is a super fast player. Uh, I would love that. I would love that. He's 28, really. I would have yeah. thought Sammy Watkins is a little bit older. Yeah, I mean, he's a player who hasn't really developed recently, but is a uh, is an effective – yes, yes. Put him in the building. Put him in the building. I, I would be fine with that. I mean, he so. was he was in Kansas City when Poles was there. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's a connection, there's a connection there. there. There's totally connection there. And we and we've seen that in all of these signings. Right. Just there's about been, every single one mm-hmm. has had some kind of connection to Poles or Eberflus or one of the assistant coaches. So that clearly means a lot to them. Which I why I think that you're going to see Trey Wayne's get signed from uh, Indianapolis Ooh. in the near future. I mean that that's been a name that's been linked to the Bears since the start of free agency. Is that not the biggest need right now? Cornerback? Oh, no, it absolutely is. Because right now, Kendall Vildor is your starting outside corner again. No, he's not. Thomas Graham is. And then well, I, I think I don't know how that I, I don't remember if Vildor was better in the slot when he played that. Like his, I don't even remember. I mean, he always has. But I don't want to remember anything yeah, he did. that Kendall Vildor did this year, this past year. But I mean, so let's go to the defensive well, the point side of being, the ball. The point being, you have. But yeah. You have holes that you need to fill. You release Danny Trevathan. You release Tariq Cohen. You release. You let Bilal Nichols mm-hmm. walk to Vegas. You released Eddie Goldman. Like there, it's been Bing Bang Boom. Like you released all these. You traded Khalil Mack. Like there's whole spots that you need to fill. You let James Daniels walk. Like you have. Yeah. <laughs> and I think. And I think Bears fans are just antsy. It's like okay, like, and that's the thing. It's like there's all these spots that need to be filled, and they haven't been yet, and it's been slow going. And obviously, like all of the guys at the top were going to get signed right away and, and immediately. It's been two weeks. Has it even been that long? Yeah, it's been two weeks, right? Like, all, like not even. It's been like nine like, days like or something. All, all of these guys were going to get signed in rapid succession. That was always going to happen. The Bears were never going to be in the market. Yeah, of course, on this show, we talked about, you know, getting a JC Jackson maybe in, in our wildest dreams. And yeah, maybe they will go for it and get someone at the tippy top of the free agent list. But the reality was always going to be that likely was not going to happen unless, you know, somebody fell into their lap and it didn't. So now you have the options to pick from these remaining guys of these Sammy Watkinses, these Bobby Wagners, these Jarvis Landry's. Maybe you can convince Tyron Matthew to come to Chicago. That'd be a great piece. There had there has been rumors there that the Bears are interested. Sure. And and if not, maybe it's a Landon Collins. Maybe and you know, maybe that does end up being Trey Wayne's. And maybe it does end up being someone that it doesn't exactly get you super fired up because they aren't as good as they used to be. But at some point you are going to have to do that. And if they can, at some point, if it's a warm body and they can suit up on game day, right. that's going to be an ability that you want because you need those types of guys at this point. And I wouldn't be surprised. Like if we see that happen in two weeks or, 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 or whenever it's like, Oh, you know, Bears give Tyron Matthew like crazy contract or, or, or the Bears give Oda Beckham Jr. Like a, a crazy contract. And then we're like, okay, like, so this was the plan all along. We were going to get some of these depth fringe players who were going to be, you know, important pieces to the team. And then, okay, he, here's the player we we're going to spend money on. It just didn't happen when we thought it would happen. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Like if, if, if we find out tomorrow, the Bears get Tyron Matthew on like, uh, you know, 
three year, $60 million contract or something. It's like, okay, that like, obviously it's a little steep. I'm just throwing money. I'm just throwing numbers (laughs) out there. Like, that's like, okay, w- that makes sense now. So, so this was their, you know, their blockbuster player they were waiting to pay. It just happened to be that it, it took a little bit of time or, you know, whether that be Oda Beckham Jr., whether that be whoever it may be. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. It's just as fans, as evaluators, you know, you want to see those names coming immediately. You know, free agency happens and it's a rush and you see all these other teams getting big name players. And you're like, where's our place in this mess? Where are we? Where Where's all these guys coming to us? And sometimes it just doesn't happen with that timing. So, like I, that's why I don't want to say it's a waiting game, but it sort of is. It sort of is, and you know, I, I man, now that you brought that up, like I, that would like, although he, without the cornerback position being filled, like I would be ecstatic about that secondary with Tyron Matthew, Eddie Jackson, Jalen Johnson, and Thomas Graham. And I know it sounds like I'm hyping up Thomas Graham too much. No, I'm not. I think the guy's a really freaking good player, and I am comfortable with him as the starting outside cornerback at the beginning of 2022. I, I, I based I, off of what we saw in the final games of 2021, am I crazy for saying I, that? I, yes, yes, you are. I don't think I'm, I am. I'm not gonna sharpie in Thomas Graham Jr. I I agree with you. I was encouraged by what I saw from him. Encouraged. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sharpie in a six round pick as your starting outside corner on March 23rd. You need to at least bring someone in to see how he does in training. Bring in a Joe Hayden. Bring in somebody. <laughs> like you can't. I'm not. I'm not sharpieing in Thomas sharpie Graham Jr. In. I He's I was encouraged. I agree with you. He showed a lot of promise. I'm not starting him based on promise showed in three games. Can't do it. Can't have it. I mean, uh, fine. You have That's to, fine. Kevin, you have to bring in a, a Trey Waynes or a Joe Hayden or whoever it is. I believe in him too. I think he could be good. I, but I just, I'm not going to just base that off three games. Give me a training camp. Give me some practices. Give me some game, more game reps, and we'll go from there. Hell, put him in the slot. That's fine, too. You still, regardless, regardless, you want Kendall Vildor out there on opening day on the first game of the week, of the season? No, you no. don't want that. So, regardless, you need to sign another corner or two. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, Stephon Gilmore is out there. I mean, he's sort of sure. washed up at this point. I, and I would say washed up, but he's 31. Like, and I don't know. I like, I, I'd be fine with that, so... I just, I'm, I'm a believer in Thomas Graham. I am. And you know, you, we could go back and forth on this, but I don't think there's any harm. Like it's not, Oh, he's a six round pick. We can't trust him. Like, sure. great. He's a six round pick. You're paying him $800,000. I, I don't know how much it's they're paying the, him. But it's the it, Sam for argument again. It, no, it's, it's a little bit different from Sam. In the, in the same the vein same, of like, okay, sure. you're, you're getting what you're you pay for value, it. right? You're getting incredible yeah. value out of it, but I mean, that's a player we should be encouraged by. But, yeah, they need to be active there. Let's go back to other moves in, on defense. The one that I really like, I, I am really, really infatuated with the Nicholas Morrow move. Sure. I, I think he is the perfect player for the Eberflus defense. What does he want? What did he tell all the players uh, in his instructive press conference? Get your running shoes on. We're going to run. He's a very, very fast player. You're paying him $5 million for one year. He had 78 tackles last year, three sacks, and only 14 games. Only 26 years old. This reminds me of like um, like a Nick Kwiatkowski type deal where he he's going to sure. come in, he's going to get a lot of playing time, and then he's going to play his way into a bigger contract next year for either the Bears or for another team. But, you know, when you are playing next to Roquan Smith, you just got to be around the ball. You got to be present. You got to be quick, quick to the football and, you know, be able to get takeaways. And I think Nicholas Morrow is a player who can do that. I'm really, really excited about him. 
Yeah, and I think his best year in Vegas came when they were running a 4-3 defense. Uh, co- comes from the Rod Marinelli tree, which obviously Matty Rufus comes from. So I agree right, with you. Right. I, I do like that signing as well. I think it's going to be strong. Um, it's kind of to go back to one of the points you made in the beginning of the Bears in the past have had this habit of taking a swing on a guy who – has some upside, but is like a Pernell McPhee. I think he was 28 yeah. when he was signed, and that was a five-year contract. We haven't seen that yet. That was kind of going to be the Larry Ogunjobi signing. I think he was 27 or 26, and it was a three-year mm-hmm. contract. But I kind of like the cautious approach by Ryan Poles. Uh, maybe part of that is because of your salary cap situation, and next year it balloons, and you have all this freed-up space. So even if Nicholas Morrow does have a breakout year like he had in, I think it was 2020, Uh, when Vegas was running that four, three, and he had a career year, even if he does break out and has a great year, you can pay him next year easier than you can this year. Or maybe that is a Justin Jones. You give him a contract extension Uh, or whoever it may be. I think that's kind of part of the mindset here. Let's go with these shorter deals. These one, two year deals, because in the next two years, we get a lot of space freed up and we'll still have Justin Fields on that rookie deal. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like a lot of these players as well, like as I'm looking through the stats and as I was doing my research, a lot of these players have like statistically gotten better each year in the league. Like they have showed development and now, you know, maybe, you know, they've, they developed and then boom, this is their breakout year. This this is their year to to really show out. They've gotten better. They've gotten better. They've gotten better. Boom, breakout year and coming. Like you look at Nicholas Morrow, first year, 60 tackles combined. Second year, 43. He went down. Then he went up to 73, 78 tackles for loss. He went five, five, two. And then he had eight last year. You know, uh, all these, he had interception, a fumble recovery last year, like three sacks more than any he had in the first three years. Like these are players who are getting better and you're finding players who have the ability to be breakout players that, that, that we're talking about. And that's what, you know, when we go back to the initial conversation is, Oh, like it's not Bobby Wagner. It, it doesn't have to be Bobby Wagner necessarily. Like I would love Bobby Wagner to be in the building, but this is a guy who is young, who showed promise and, you know, could be on the brink of a breakout year. Like we expect play, like we always forget that players can develop. Like we forget that in the first week of free agency, we forget that we like you find the player, you say, okay, boom, Nicholas Marlowe, look at his stats. Well, he he doesn't have the same amount of tackles as as this guy, or it doesn't matter. What if he has the same amount next year? What if you have a coaching staff that is able to elevate and get the most out of their players? And that's something we're not used to as Bears fans in the past four years of Bears football is you didn't have a coach who could take a player like Nicholas Morrow or take a player like Byron Pingle and get the most out of them. You needed a guy who was established because you knew the coaching staff was unable to develop those players. But for some reason, I don't know if it's just blind optimism. I have more faith in this coaching staff. You blind optimism? No, that never happened. Yeah, those two things just don't go together, do they? This coaching staff, I have more optimism that they are able to get more out of their players. And I could be totally wrong in three years. You know, Avery Flush could be walking out the door like, shit, I was wrong. But and then we'll do I, this all again. Jesus. And then we'll do this all again. But I do think that what they've built gives us. God an, help this podcast if that. Happens. I know. God help us. God help this. Po- God help the city of Chicago. But I, 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 I think they'll be able to get more other players. And Timothy Wire in the chat just said DM from the Colts, and he's another guy. I mean, Al Kadeh Muhammad last year, six sacks, mm. seven tackles for loss, forty-eight tackles, thirteen QB hits. Like those are productive numbers for a guy who I don't know. I, I, he and was Eber starting knows on the regular, but yeah, and Eberflus knows him again. There's that connection. But I mean, I like these are players, and, and I, we're gonna like a lot of people, myself included, sometimes are gonna overlook these players. These are players you will see starting on Sunday. 
So you better get familiar with their names. You better get right. familiar with how they play the game. Al-Kadeh Muhammad. I mean, most, most of the players Sunday. the Bears have signed so far are going to be starters. I mean, Al-Kadeh Muhammad. Justin Jones will be a starter. Well, he, By, uh, Byron unless Travis Gibson has a really Jones good camp. Start. I can see Travis Gibson starting sure. over Al-Kadeh Muhammad, but sure, go ahead. Okay, maybe, but okay, but no. and, and that would be ideal then in that situation. Lucas Patrick, going to start. We talked about that already. Nicholas Morrow, going to start. Talked about that already. So, yeah, I mean, everybody that's been signed for the most part, outside of uh, Kari Blasenyame today, or yesterday, fullback, he's a fullback, obviously. Let's and then Dakota excited. Dozier, he's probably going to be a backup too. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I mean, six out of these eight guys, or eight out of ten, they're going to be starters already. So, uh, yeah, it's like we mentioned earlier. They're not guys that you're like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Oh, hell yeah, let's go. Doesn't mean they can't. Like we talked about earlier, a lot of these guys are 26, 27, 28. It's generally accepted that in the NFL, your prime spans from 26 or 27 until about 30, 31. So mm-hmm. you're, you're, doing, you're going about the process right if you're Ryan Poles. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just one other thing about all these players in general that I've noticed is, is they play a lot of games. Like, and I think that was really important given, you know, the team in years past was, you know, you had a lot of talented players, but value has to be evaluated as far as your availability. I mean, it does. Like, if Availability you, like, is, is an ability is the, in all it, pro I, sports. I think the, the, the quote is availability is the greatest ability. And yep. that, that, that's what they say. And again, we, you know, we didn't do a full podcast on Khalil Mack. Uh, we did a live show. I did a live show with Justin. Jake was, was at work, but you know, I, I think that was one of the main reasons they traded Khalil Mack. I mean, if not the reason was, look, yeah. you, you were a, a game breaker when you were on the field, but you weren't able to stay on the field. And for that reason, I'm not paying you $28 million this year because your value isn't there. And, and who knows, maybe he'll play 17 games next year. Maybe he'll play six. You just don't know. And you can't take that. You can't, you can't take that risk with the amount of money you're paying him. So I, I like the fact that they found players who are, are, are getting better and guys who stay on the field. And I think that's, that, that that's just really important. So. Yeah. I mean, I, what is this comment? I, 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 100% <laughs> true says Kevin. I bet you can't grow a beard like Jake. <laughs> Hundred percent true. Uh, that must be your name for a reason, because that is a hundred percent true. I cannot. <laughs> I promise yeah. that's not me. <laughs> no, yeah, you're burnt. Um, to go con- back to the uh, in the comments. To go to the Cleo Mac thing, because obviously I didn't, I wasn't around to talk about that at the time. Yeah, what's your two cents? I mean, I te- I mean, you texted me outraged as soon as it happened. You're like, I can't believe. I was this. not. Was I? I don't, you, I don't think you I was were. Outraged. You were a little hurt, and and I get that. Like, obviously. But and I texted you this at the time. Khalil Mack gave you his best year already for you, 2018. Agreed. And he got totally worse agree. every year. And you were never going to because you were upset with the return. You were upset with the second round. Initially, pick. I was upset, and I still and, am. I still think and, they could have gotten and, more. And I disagree because Khalil Mack wasn't ever going to get you back what you gave for him to the Raiders. To get a well, second I'm round pick this year that. was always going to, that that was good. Like that for what he was his availability on the field or lack thereof his lack of game wrecking. Now, like there's a reason Robert Quinn is still on this team and Cleo Mack is not, that's just yeah. part of it. And maybe Robert Quinn goes, I don't know, but maybe Robert I Quinn gets traded so. and they capitalize and sell high. I doubt it because I think he could fit really well in this defense and be that game wrecker. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cleo Mack, I was shocked, but also not really because did, how many times did I say on this show and the weeks leading up to it, don't be surprised if Cleo Mack is not on this team next year. I think, yeah, we both said that. And like, I, like I said that I, you didn't want to believe me. Did but. I? Are you sure? Uh, I, yes, I'm positive. 
I am Skox. Timothy, why y'all are here a lot? I need a fact check on that. But like overall, real quick, for those who haven't heard it from me, I, I'm I'm happy they treated Khalil Mack. I am. I, I think I think overall in the long run, you you become it was a better time football for team. Both parties to go different ways. Yeah, it, it was. Again, we talked about the value about staying on the field, and then you know the money that they free up next year. They're going to have by far the most cap space in the league next year, and next year is the offseason that will prime you. you. You watch, you see what the 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 Los Angeles Chargers are doing right now. Yep. J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, uh, Mike Williams, big extension. That will be the Chicago Bears next year. Pencil it in. The Chicago Bears will will be the new the Los Angeles to be the Los Angeles Rams of last year. To be the Los Angeles Chargers of this year getting every possible player because they're going to have $140 million in cap space. They can give whoever the, they can give however it's money to whoever they want. All right. Well, that, there, that there is... are also other similarities there too. Quarterback going into his third year, head coach right. going into his second right. year. There are similarities there. I get, we, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. And it just, it made too much sense. And again, like, and quite frankly, like Khalil Mack was a game wrecker, but when we came on this show many times, Jake, and we weren't the only ones who saw this, on Sundays, he wasn't always showing up. He wasn't always the one that was, sure. you know, putting pressure on the quarterback. Like, there was a lot of times last year where I asked myself, where is Khalil Mack? He is far too good of a player to not be, you know, making an impact on the game. For the announcers not to be saying his name at all throughout sure. a 60-minute game. And I don't know if that was due to injury. I Like, Khalil Mack is still one of the best edge d- defenders in the league, and I'm not going to argue against that. But from the standpoint of a viewer of the Chicago Bears, it was not – Look, here's my $25 million edge rusher breaking the game every single second. So, right. He was a luxury you couldn't afford anymore. Yeah, he he wasn't. So, <laughs> this guy is. Since when are you in a professional studio? <laughs> this is my professional studio. Yeah. That's... This is my professional Kevin, studio. Kevin Lapka, noted owner of a professional studio. This All is right, I guess I got to. 100% true. This is I my get, apartment. Yeah, I, 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 I got to start doing studio. shows from the, the score, I guess. Um, <laughs> But um, anyway, what were we talking about? Okay, so in that same vein of the trade and that, outside of the Khalil Mack move, what is the move that surprised you the most? And I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but surprise surprised me the most. Yeah. Um. Like, I, I like either like I... they cut either they cut said player or they let, just let him walk. Let's 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 put that in I, there. I, I still think Eddie Goldman, honestly, like okay. I didn't see a need for him to go like he didn't have the most productive season last year, but he's still a younger player. Yeah. But he's still a younger player. I still think he has potential. That one surprised me a little bit. Like I'm not upset about it, but I think that when I saw the notification, I was like, Hmm, really? Like, like I wasn't like pissed off, but I was like, Hmm, like uh, same as Bilal Nichols. Like I, 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 yeah, that that one surprised me more than the Eddie Goldman one. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that just, but it that being me. said, this is a new. That's kind of what you happens with the new regimes. They didn't right. draft you. All right, see you. All right, yeah, we, we no allegiance to you. I mean, that's sure. just how it goes. You know, you want to bring, and I'm fine with that. You want to go bring in players who you want who fit your system. That's great. Like you can do both. You have to do both. You know, you have guys under contract, and you say, okay, we have these guys. We have to, you know, fit our system to fit these guys. We have to, you know. That's that's just what you have to do. But if you have guys who are you know free agents who you don't have to resign, yeah, you don't you don't owe them anything. If you don't want them in the building, let them walk. But it was still a little bit, it was still a little bit surprising to me. So, what was the most surprising for you? I mean, Khalil Mack was not the most surprising for me, honestly. Like what I I think I was surprised we knew it was a possibility. The return, but yeah, we knew it was a possibility. What was surprising for you? 
Um, I was surprised by how quickly James Daniels walked. I didn't okay, expect that's, that to be I, yeah. as fast as it was. Yeah. Um, and if it was that fast, I kind of expected the Bears to put up more of a fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I was still surprised by the Cohen's cut. Uh, Not knew, surprised at all. That's a good cut. I, I was a little good surprised. Cut. Great still. cut. I I was a little surprised that, I mean, the health, there's weird health things going on with him and that it's ACL not about recovery. That. It's not about that. Um, so I was a little surprised when that came. Uh, Danny Trevathan, we knew was going to happen. Eddie Goldman and Ball and Nichols, I had a feeling that it was a possibility. Um, but yeah, the James Daniels one, I think, was one that I was like, huh. Yeah. I, I was more surprised that that happened as quickly as it did. If we were like now and James Daniels got signed, I'd be like, okay, but it was pretty fat. Like he went in the first couple of days to Pittsburgh. I think that, I think you, well, he wanted to be with his boy, Mitch. All right. Let him, let sure. him go be with his hey, boy. Mitch. More power, <laughs> more power to you. Okay. No, I, I think you're right. Uh, it, uh, real quick. Well, no, I forgot what I was going to say, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. So. Oh, uh, Tariq Cohen, real quick, Tariq Cohen. Sure. Uh, great cut. I, like, love the guy to death. I have his Xbox from when he won a Fortnite tournament. I wanted to give away. I've talked to him a few times on Discord. A great guy. He's going to be great with it, whatever team gets him. But we've talked on the show a million times, and I'll say we'll say it every episode. You know, running backs are – you can get a player equally as effective and uh, undrafted. Right. You know, I, I watched uh, Master Teague from Ohio State today at the, at the Pro Day. He's going to be undrafted. Who, yeah, great name, one of the elite names of college football, who might just be just as effective. Khalil Herbert, boom, right? Like it doesn't matter. Like it does not matter. And for what you were paying him, that contract they gave him initially was just absurd. That contract that Ryan Pace gave him, but I'm totally fine with that cut. So, well, he was still kind of, you kind of considered him one of those potential game breakers. You were rewarding him for a career year, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, whatever. Um, Something that I think is underrated, real quick, just to wrap up the free agent, the re-signing of DeAndre Houston Carson. Uh-huh. He's a special teams ace. I love that re-sign. Great. I think he's like I honestly think he's gonna be like your new Sherrick McManus, where he's just gonna be around forever and be like that yeah. special teams ace. And then he he fills in in a pinch at corner yep. or safety. So I love that. Um, before we get into uh talking about Chris Olave and what Kevin saw and talked to him about today, let's just do final grades on the offseason so far, and one thing that you're hoping for in the next couple of weeks out of Bears free agency. Yeah, so, so like, again, that move you're looking for. Yeah, so my grid is obviously skewed, right? Like, I, I can't sure. fully evaluate it because I thus think far. things will happen. Uh, but thus far, free agency, I, I'll give it a C. I mean, you know, sure. I, I think they've made some really, really good underrated depth signings that are going to be effective players next year. But I think there, there there's more to be done. I think more could have been done. Like, I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I think they could have been more active on certain players. Um, now, as far as what I think is going to happen, I think in the next few weeks, you're going to see them pay a little bit more for one of those veteran players. I think they're going to, I think it could be Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. I think it could be Jarvis Landry, Julio Jones, you know, Sammy Watkins, Adrian Green, one of those guys. I I think that could happen. And I, if I had to predict, I think it will happen. I, I, you know, I think one of the things is Ryan Poles understands, you know, what it means to be the GM of the Chicago Bears. You know, bringing in a player like that, bringing superstar, there's always a desire for that, how it would excite the fan base and the city. I, I think he'll be inclined to do it. Again, I don't know if it's me anything crazy. Honey Badger would be the number one for me. But if it's anyone else, Julio, Jarvis, Sam Watkins, I think that's going to happen. But to you now, what is your grade? Yeah, I, I'll go with C+. Plus. Uh, I think that okay. in the fallout of the Joby failed physical, I think – I was impressed with Ryan Poles, how quickly he moved following that failed physical. I was Mm -hmm. impressed with the, okay, 
failed the physical, but here's Justin Jones on a two-year deal. Right. And, right. And, like that was impressive to me because at times we saw Ryan Pace and we complained about how he took too long to make things happen sometimes and how he was kind of just always working and like, okay. And it was really back to back. I feel like it was the Schefter tweets basically came like one after the other. Larry Evan Joby <laughs> failed his physical bears. Aren't going to sign like him. It. Okay. The bears also though are signing Justin Jones to your deal. I thought that was very impressive. I think that speaks to the type of GM that Ryan Poles is and how he's going to operate. Okay. Here's a problem. Okay. Something didn't go wrong. All right. Let's address it immediately. Boom. Here we go. We still have this position taken care of. Let's move on. I thought that was very impressive. And that's why like, I still think there's more to be done. Like you said, Kevin, but uh, I give it a C plus borderline B minus honestly. Okay. Because wow. That's lost because of the most. guys. Like we've talked about for the past 45 minutes, the guys that you're taking these shots on are good mm-hmm. entering or in their prime Pringle Jones, Morrow, like you're taking shots on the right guys who hopefully a couple of them pop then maybe it's Pring- let's say for the sake of argument um, it's Pringle and Morrow pop and they earn extensions or their second contracts, you know, that two or three year deals after yeah. the season, then that's, then we look back on this free agent class as with flying colors and we give it an A plus at that point. So right. I, I've, I've appreciated Ryan Poles how quickly and the guys he's picked, because like you said, he's not taking these guys that are washed now. Uh, what I would like to see going forward, I think you need to sign a Trey Waynes uh, or Joe mm-hmm. Hayden. They're a little bit older. Uh, Waynes, Waynes is about to be 30. Hayden's 32, but position of need, beggars can't be choosers. And then now that I said it, now I, I, I like the idea of Sammy Watkins on the Bears. Yeah. He has a ring. He's been there. Like, he's worked with Patrick Mahomes. He was with Poles in Kansas City. I really like the fit there. I think Sammy Watkins, yeah, he's probably not a number one, but – to lead the room with Darnell Mooney and Byron Pringle and Daz Newsome, I think you could do way worse than that. Uh, I, I don't want anything to do with Julio Jones and what he is now. Jarvis Landry, I could maybe be talked into, uh, but I think Sammy Watkins is someone I would really like to see in a Bears uniform going forward. Yeah, I'm all in on that, man. All right, let's wrap it up talking about Kevin went to Ohio State's pro day today, was being a big J journalist, very proud of my son. Talked to Chris Olave, put out a video on Twitter, asked him, of course, about Justin Fields. Kevin, the floor is yours. Yeah, so, you know, I, I for those listening, I go to Ohio State and I didn't travel to Columbus from Chicago for, you know, just to talk to Chris Olave. I go to Ohio State, so I was fortunate enough to get a credential to that. Um, and, you know, first thing I noticed right when I walked in, you know, scouts got there about 30 more uh, minutes before I did, so I didn't get a chance to see any of the Bears scouts walk in. But, you know, I, I walked in, I immediately was, was out there searching for, for you know anyone with a Bears jacket on a Bears logo anywhere, and right when I walk in, Tyke Tolbert, Bears passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach, is talking to Chris Olave from the start, like before workouts even started. He's talking there, chatting with him. I was like, okay, that's significant. And like before, you know, I do this whole spiel, like people need to understand that, yeah, like it's sometimes overlooked, but sometimes it's not. Like I tweeted this out. Remember last year there was the the, the image of Matt Nagy standing next to I think maybe it was Mike Vrabel and. Uh, Right in the middle was Ryan Day at, at last year's pro day, and look look exactly what happened last year. The Bears drafted just like there there is significant value to you know a Bears scout being there, specifically the wide receivers coach, and him discussing and conversing with a player. So I, I thought that was significant, but yeah. So uh, you know after the workouts were done, uh, we had some stand up interviews with uh, Chris Olave, and I, and I asked him, I was like, you know, you, you were talking to Tyke Tolbert a little bit. You're talking with the Bears. What would it be like for you? 
to reunite with Justin Fields in Chicago. And before he said anything, like the biggest smile came on yeah. his face. If you want to see the video, it's it's Kev Charles 112 on Twitter. It's got about 35,000 views because Bears fans are just, they, they want it to happen. But the reason why I found that significant, like I don't know if I'm reading too much in emotions here, but this isn't the first time Chris Olave has gotten that question. Like right. if you, like he's gotten that question from other Bears, people who have, you know, interviewed him in any other setting. But for him to have that, you know, initial just, reaction of, of smiling and then he said man that, like that's my guy he said you know it would be great the specific quote uh from the twitter was that would be huge to link up with him again period we'll see what happens throughout the process he is clearly like obviously this is a position where chris olave ha- has no determination on whether he's going to go to the bears he has no influence on that he you know the a team's going to draft him this isn't free agency he doesn't get to choose where he's going to go but he sounds very very content and appealed to the idea of being linked back up with Justin Fields. And if I had to guess, that's been expressed to Tyke Tolbert. That's been expressed to the other Bears scout that was there in their conversations. And that should make the Bears, and if they have that piece of information, that should make them more inclined to say, hey, you know, he really wants to come back with Justin Fields. Is it worth it for us to package a few picks together, move up to the front of the first round and get him? And I, I think that's totally possible. So, and he had a really good workout too. Like he, he, he looked really, really good. He made a really good, you know, uh, arms out catch on the deep post route. He looked really good. And I do think like a lot of the replies to that tweet are no way, no way. There's no shot. It's not going to happen. Two things can happen. He could fall, which is com- completely possible. Things happen on draft day that you never expect. It, it, it Who would have thought Justin Fields was going to fall that far? I mean, I did because I mocked it. Uh, but I, I think I, I think I mocked us trading up to eight instead of, you know, what was it? 12 uh, for him. People are going to fall, but if he doesn't fall, you have to go. You have to go up and get him. And here's the scenario that I think could play out, Jake. The Green Bay Packers have now lost Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. and they're the bigger piece, Equinemius St. Brown. They've they've lost both of them. They're in a prime position at pick. I think they're pick twenty two. Mm-hmm. They're in a prime position to take Chris Olave. I would not at all be surprised if the Bears somehow packaged up picks to move up to pick twenty one ahead of them to steal Chris Olave from them and steal that from your division rival because they're going to be interested in him and why not go ahead and take him away from your division rival? So I think it's possible. And just hearing that from Chris Olave today, talking to him, it, it it's, it's too good to be true. It's too perfect to be true. So I hope it happens, but it's going to take yeah. some work. Uh, I am going with the, uh, the head thought that, uh, George Pickens is going to be a bear uh, in the second round uh, just because Olave, like you said, he's not going to get past the Packers there at 22. Like It's just not like they need him more than he needs them. Uh, and it's, it's a matter of getting Aaron Rodgers yeah. that weapon finally. And oh, here's finally, the thing, they've had to add well, finally. you know what I mean? Oh, like like finally, finally picking a player in the first round that can actually help Aaron Rodgers is what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, finally picking an offensive player that isn't a backup quarterback in the first round. And here's part of that equation too. The bears don't have a lot of picks. Yeah. you got that extra second round from the chargers. You should use that to take multiple bites at the apple. Cause be if yeah. you're, you're going to have to use both those second rounders to move up into the first round, especially that far. Um, all right. Would a trade up for Olave work? I think it'd take both twos. Uh, to move up to 21 or 20 uh, from was, 38 yeah, big, or whatever it is. Really it's a big, that's a jump. Really big jump. And and then you 
then you're stuck from pick 22 or 21 or 20 to 71. That's a long time. But and then you only have two fifth rounders and a six. Like the Bears, what we've seen, you're in this position because Ryan Pace was cavalier with his draft picks and was trading draft picks left and right. Anthony Miller, Tevin Jenkins, uh, you know, David Montgomery. Like eventually you gotta you gotta take as many bites as the apple as possible. We talked about how many holes are on the Bears <laughs> roster. You can't really afford to make that big of a jump, especially if you think a talent like Pickens is gonna be there for you to draft when it comes around at 39. Like if you think Pickens is going to be there, right? Like I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying George Pickens is Chris Olave, not saying that at all. And I'm not saying George Pickens can't be Chris Olave. Sure. I'm not saying yeah. that they're one's going to be better than the other. I'm not, I am not, I can't see the future. I don't know those guys games as well. I, who knows where they'll end up, but I mean, Pickens is seen as one of these top receivers in this draft class. And if you think you can get him at 39, I think you got to wait because you got to take as many bites at this as you can, especially when you're in a position where you only have two picks inside the top 50. It does scare me to lose both those second round picks and the reality of that, because uh, oftentimes if you draft well enough, both your second round picks can be equivalent to first round talent. Like that is a a very common thing. But the thing, the reason why I think this is such a strong possibility and why I don't think this is smoke is, you know, I attended every single house state football game this year. I saw Bears scouts at a number of the games. This is back in the fall. And, you know, I talked to the scout a little bit and I came up to him or, and I talked to him for a little bit and he asked me, who should I be looking at today? I said, obviously I'd be looking at, you know, Chris Olave and at the time Garrett Wilson before his draft stock rose. And he was like, yeah, I agree. Like they have had their eye on Chris Olave for a very long time. And then sending sure. your wide receivers coach there, that's significant talking for as well, long as they you did. also have to do your homework and in, in, in the event that it, there is a slide and in the event that you know he does fall past the packers like if he slides to 30 or 31 that's when yeah, you yeah then you make the jump then you take that extra fifth rounder and, and you say all right we'll jump up a little bit and the but, packers are such the type to just take like some random ass sure, guy from no effort, sure. you know like they're so they're gonna do that you know, that's what or maybe they, they like Pickens more or something, something weird. Look right. what, look what it took last year for you to get fields. It took the Broncos and the Panthers. And I mean, the lions, I get why they took Sewell, but like it, it, the Panthers and the Broncos specifically, like it took huge mistakes by those guys mm-hmm. for fields to be able to fall to you. Maybe something weird like that happens again, but you can't bank on it. DK Metcalf, right? Like the, it just happens. It like right. DK Metcalf, it's a second round pick. Uh, Justin Jefferson, like some team took Jalen Rager instead of Justin Jefferson. Like that's like, I could see a team just being like George Pickens, like screw it. You know why? Like yeah. people have their evaluate. Like it there's could different totally, evaluations of different could, players. Yeah, it could totally happen. So, and, and, you know, Timothy Wire said, how about Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson's going to be a top 10 pick. Timothy Wire, yeah. he's the best wide receiver in the draft. He looked unbelievable in pro day today. He is going to be a freaking superstar, but you know, I, I, I again, uh, to go along with that, as we close on Olave, I, the, the recency bias of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase is very Everyone real. Everyone wants in to my recreate opinion. that. Now. It's very real. I mean, yeah. well, you, yeah. you, you can't like that is a connection. Like if you can, I mean, we talk so much on the show when we get into training camp and especially last year, right? Was, oh, you know, where's the rapport between Justin Fields and Allen Robinson? Like they, they got no time in training camp together. You know, oh, they're, they're not having a connection because they're not, you're not with each other the whole time. Okay. You walk in day one. Boom. I've worked with this guy for two years. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's, right. that's, that's unique. So it's special. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, I hope that, you know, Okay, not sure. Anyway, um, 
Kevin has to make sure his apartment doesn't burn down. But yeah, I mean, Chris Olave, obviously we'd all love to see it, but you know, it is what it is. It's probably not going to happen. So you set your eyes on guys like George Pickens. I just think you need as many bites as the apple as you can get at this thing. Uh, and that's what happens. That's what shot Ryan Pace on the foot. So we'll see what happens. There's, there's so much time, you know, Kevin, while you're going, I was saying there's so much time for this thing to change. Robert Quinn might get traded. I don't think yeah. he will, but he might. And then you get a couple like Robert Quinn's worth at least a second round pick, if not more. Uh, I don't you know, think if, so. I well, don't, we'll see. I mean, he came off a rocker record breaking year, so we'll sure. see what happens. But this thing could change. And the part and the part of it is that you know it's going to be more in free agency, and then th- those will change your needs. You'll add more offensive linemen. You'll add more corners. You'll add more receivers. And there might be more trades. Who knows? I mean. You might trade, um, who did I just say? Robert Quinn. You might mm-hmm. trade Eddie Jackson. You might trade who knows who. Like, there's guys. Yeah, right. I mean, doubt it at this point. But it's all going to change. So we will be here as those things change, as people get signed, as trades happen, because more people are going to get signed, trades who knows, and as the draft gets cl- closer. And then there's going to be, in two weeks, right? I think it's the second week of April, there's going to be a, a mini camp which is held for teams with first year coaches. So we'll have that to go off of doubt. Everyone will be there. Maybe Justin Fields is there. I'm sure he will be because he wants to get to know his head coach and his play callers. So he'll probably be there. And we'll still talk about then. This is going to be rapidly and fluidly changing and we're going to talk about it. So keep coming back. Keep listening. Keep watching. We appreciate that. When you do, we love the comments. We love everything. Go heckle Kevin on his tweet. Who cares? Go go after me. Yeah. And he deserves it. It's fine. I, I have one more thing before we head out. As, as just watching free agency unfold around the rest of the league. And, and really, this has been the craziest offseason yes, of, of all time. I mean, what the yes, hell is has. going on? I mean, Tyreek Hill wants out, which I think is terrible for his career. He is not Tyreek Hill's the gone. Player. Tyreek yeah, Hill's I know. He's gone. Yeah, it's terrible for his career. He is not going to be the same player. Do not draft Tyreek Hill in the first or second round of your fantasy football draft. I'll tell you that right now. But the thing that I've noticed and it's unbelievable. And it's kind of, you know, it's kind of annoying because Tom Brady's back in the NFC. I mean, the NFC is wide be. open. Yep. It is wide freaking Why open. do you think Tom and Brady I'm, came back? And, right. He's like, oh, shit. You know, I but like. Cakewalk to the Super like, Bowl. All of the quarterbacks are just in the AFC. Deshaun Watson could have gone to two NFC teams. He could have gone to the Atlanta, or three, Atlanta Falcons, uh, Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints. Nope. He chose the Cleveland Browns. Russell Wilson, you know, uh, Boom, went away. You know, the, the CX would never have traded him in the conference, I don't think, anyway. But when you like, I'm not gonna sit here tell you right now that the Bears are gonna make the playoffs. I'm kind of looking this at I'm looking at this in more of like a long-term view. There is every ability for Justin Fields to be the premier quarterback in the NFC for years to come. I mean, sure. I, I am so glad I am not a fan of the team in the AFC because I don't know how the hell year after year you're going to get to the AFC Championship with Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, that boy Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, all of those guys in the same conference, yeah. Matt Ryan who can play. It is just absurd. Like, I, I just had to say that because no, you're right. I'm, I'm thankful our team is in the NFC. That's yeah. all I'll and, say. and I mean, and let's say the Bucs win the Super Bowl this year and Brady retires, goes out on top like he wants to. Then all you have to deal with is another year older Rogers, another year older Stafford. So that's just, we talked about the Robinson thing. Go back and listen to the last episode. That was never going to happen ever again. Uh, that, that bridge was so far burned anyway, but as things happen, we'll come back. We'll talk about it. We're going to keep breaking the stuff down, keep breaking the bears down because that's what we like to do. And we do that for you guys because we care about you. 
And we know you at least somewhat like listening to what we have to say at some point. Um, maybe not the whole time, but at some point. So we appreciate that. And we appreciate you guys coming back and listening and watching as much as you do. So as things happen, we'll be back. So stay tuned. We will have stuff as it happens. But until then, we will talk to you next time. For Kevin Lapka and myself, this is the Bears Nation Podcast. 